May is Fibromyalgia Awareness Month. It's important to raise awareness about this chronic and often debilitating invisible illness known as fibromyalgia. This month-long campaign is an opportunity to educate people about the symptoms, causes, and treatments of fibromyalgia, as well as to show support for those living with these and other related invisible illnesses. Through increased awareness, we can work towards better understanding and management of fibromyalgia and ultimately improve the quality of life for those who are affected by it. And now on to this week's episode. We'll continue the conversation today looking at the role of food on fibromyalgia symptoms. We'll look at two studies looking at the role of a plant-based diet and one looking at intensive weight loss through meal replacement. I will have links below in the podcast where you can refer to those as well. I hope that this will help enlighten you as you go on your journey from just surviving to living well with fibromyalgia. And now, time for the introduction. Welcome to the Conquering Your Fibromyalgia podcast, where my goal is to give real answers and real solutions to real pain, fatigue, and brain fog. Who am I and what authority do I have to give a podcast on fibromyalgia? Well, I've been a physician for over 25 years. I'm a pediatrician, an internist, which is a medical doctor for adults, as well as certified in lifestyle medicine and clinical lipidology. I hope to weave the best of medical management with the best of lifestyle and use an evidence-based approach to give information in a digestible delivery, both through the book, Conquering Your Fibromyalgia, Real Answers and Real Solutions for Real Pain, as well as through this podcast. Remember that this podcast is meant for educational purposes only and should not replace an office visit with your physician or medical provider. I hope that this will be a supplement to your office visits as well as to what's covered in the book. This podcast is meant for you if you have fibromyalgia, if you have a loved one who has fibromyalgia, or if you are a physician or healthcare provider who wants to learn more about how to take excellent care of your patients with fibromyalgia. My hope is to help you as you go on the bold journey from not just surviving fibromyalgia, but reducing the suffering, and even reversing fibromyalgia. You can show your support for the podcast by leaving a review and sharing with others and hitting the follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening to podcasts. And now on to this week's episode. And now we will pick up where I left off last week in part one as I continue discussing the study using a whole food, healthy, plant-based diet. We look at the fibromyalgia impact questionnaire score, and there's specific questions in each of these to help assess improvement over time. The score goes from a zero, which is very good, 
to 10 in general, which is very poor, and 5 is in the moderate range. So join me as we pick up where we left off last week. And if you missed part 1, go back to part 1 and listen to that. And if you want, you can look at the studies and try to follow along. And to get some level of indicators in this, the individual scores in things like physical impairment dropped from a score of 4.8, again from 0 to 10 with 5 being in the middle. This 4.8 was at baseline for physical improvement, and it went to 2.7. So just generally feeling better went from a 6.7 to 3.6, and I will go in to the likely mechanisms of improvement may be pain levels dropped from a score of 6.6 to 3.6. Feeling of fatigue went from 7.8 to 4.4. Anxiety improved from 5.7 to 3. And depression levels went from 5 to 2.4. And if we look at quality of life scores that are measured from 0 to 7, with 7 being on the highest and 0 on the lowest, the score went from 3.9 to 4.9. So in conclusion, the diet intervention using a mostly raw or healthy, pure vegetarian diet produced dramatic improvements in fibromyalgia syndrome symptoms. 19 of the 30 participants responded very favorably to the intervention, seeing marked improvement in all fibromyalgia symptoms. The dietary intervention shows that many fibromyalgia subjects can be helped even without understanding the full cause of their symptoms. Now I'll go through this. This was published in 2001, but at the time they didn't know what we know now. And they did encourage other controlled studies are needed to reproduce and extend the results obtained here to see if this dietary intervention is a viable adjunctive therapy for managing fibromyalgia in a clinical setting. So another study where they published in 2017, entitled Whole Foods Plant-Based Diet Alleviates the Symptoms of Fibromyalgia. This was a six-week randomized controlled study of participants aged 18 to 70 with an official diagnosis of fibromyalgia. Participants were randomized to a whole food, plant-based diet, or to continue their current Western diet. And they were also directed to go to the PCRM.org website, where they had 21 days of vegan recipes that they were able to be taught how to do. And this was a low glycemic, so that's not the processed carbohydrate, not the high sugar, white flour, but whole grains animal-free, and so no meat of any kind, including fish or chicken, poultry, red meat, or dairy. Given a vegetarian starter kit and 21 days of vegan recipes for the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, and the control group continued their normal omnivorous diet. That means they had meat, they had dairy, They were eating some processed carbs, just the typical Western diet. And the outcomes of the study were assessed using a mixed model analysis of weekly 36-item short-form health survey, weekly patient global impression of change scale, 
and weekly visual analog scale pain assessments. The mixed model analysis evaluated changes from baseline of their weight, body mass index, body temperature, pulse, and blood pressure. And what they found in just a couple of these measures, that their bodily pain showed that the higher the score, the better score improved to a level of nearly 14 compared to the baseline or the uh, control group where the score only improved to a 3.5. Their sense of vitality actually dropped slightly in those who stayed on the Western diet, but it improved to a level over almost to 13. So a marked improvement in scores relative to the Western diet. So the control group, again, showed minimal changes over six weeks with the continued diet that they were on, while the intervention group decreased it steadily over time from a score of 4.11 at baseline to 1.83 at the end. And this is on a scale where five is no change and zero equals much better. So again, showing improvement in just six weeks. Now we're going to look at the idea of what can weight loss do. And why that's important is studies have shown that weight loss can decrease pain in regional pain syndromes that we might classically think of as purely mechanical. But what studies do show is that even purely mechanical problems or classic mechanical problems such as osteoarthritis of the knee often have a mixed level of centralized amplified pain that play a role. But we do know that the amount of pain somebody feels is going to, in their knee, is going to be affected by weight. And for every pound you lose, your knee feels like it lost about four pounds. So if you lose 20 pounds, your knee thinks you lost 80 pounds, and the amount of pain often is the knee may be reduced by 50%. So how do you easily, quickly, and at least in a short term, get people to lose weight? Now, one way you can do that is to put them on a very low calorie diet. So this is what they did, and the title of the study is Improvement in the Spatial Distribution of Pain, Somatic Symptoms, and Depression Following a Weight Loss Intervention. Spatial distribution of pain is the areas of pain where somebody has somatic symptoms or just pain symptoms in different parts of the body, and depression. So the weight loss was introduced via a very low-calorie diet, about 800 calories per day, in the form of a total liquid meal replacement for a period of approximately 12 weeks to promote approximately 15% weight loss from their baseline. The spatial distribution of pain, symptom severity, like fatigue and sleep difficulties, depression, and total fibromyalgia scale scores were measured before and after weight loss. In the intervention, weight loss was introduced in the form of the restriction to get the 25%, I should say the 15% weight loss from their baseline. And what they found, and there's a nice 
diagram of this in the study, but great, greater weight loss leads to greater improvement in pain. But there were improvements not in just the weight-bearing parts of the body, which you would expect in the knee, but there were other areas like the shoulder, the mid and upper back, and even the TMJ areas. And the people who had the biggest weight loss had the biggest improvements in pain. Those who had lost more than 10% of their initial body weight showed greater improvements in depression, pain, and total modified ACR scores. And that's the American College of Rheumatology scores. That's the widespread pain index plus the symptom severity score. Over two, over four-tenths of those who lost greater than 10% of their body weight showed at least a 30% reduction in their ACR scores. A metric that, when applied to other measures, corresponds well with patient ratings of much improved. So, which would you prefer? A meal replacement diet of 800 calories for 12 weeks, where all you ate was a meal replacement shake for each of the three meals, or a healthy whole food plant-based diet. And in my slides, I show a healthy plant-based pizza with whole wheat crust, with tomato sauce, with all different mixed veggies and mushrooms, beans, etc. There's another with a nice pasta dish with marinara sauce, with mixed vegetables. Or here's a salad with quinoa, kale, peppers, spinach, beans, with a nice sauce. Or also a nice picture from Spain of a nice low-fat, healthy, plant-based diet with vegetables, rice, etc., And the next question is, which gives long-term satisfaction and is most sustainable? I don't think many people are going to stay on a meal replacement for the rest of their life. And unfortunately, I don't think it would be healthy for them because they wouldn't get the variety of healthy phytonutrients that are in in all of the healthy plant-based foods that naturally have this, all the cancer prevention things, and it's just not practical. Now, many people may initially think it's not practical for them to eat a whole food plant-based diet, but as much as you can do, the better off you will be. There are other fibromyalgia-like disorders, like irritable bowel syndrome and migraines that have shown benefit from eating a whole food plant-based diet, but for the sake of time, I'm not going to delve into those. Maybe that could be another podcast. Now, we are going to transition into the next uh, phase of the talk, and that is, how does a whole foods plant-based diet help? So there are different theories, but one of the theory and what evidence shows is that plant fiber is digested by healthy colon bacteria. And when the healthy bacteria, and there's all different types of these bacteria that work in tandem and all these subspecies and species. And one of the things they will produce are the building blocks for neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin and act as little microscopic factories to form these. The dopamine and serotonin levels help you just feel better. That's, I think, part of the feel good. 
And your gut is designed to have these higher levels. And if you naturally don't make as much of the dopamine or serotonin, this will help you feel better. You may need to eat a more plant-based diet than the average person to feel normal. Somebody with irritable bowel syndrome, for example, needs to eat healthier consistently to have a, quote, normal feeling gut, where another person could eat a very Western diet and feel not a significant difference. This is similar to or many people who don't have fibromyalgia or are on the low end of the continuum can go through life and get two, 3,000 steps a day and have no significant pain while they do that exercise level consistently. And then there are those who eat, who have fibromyalgia, and they need, may need on one end of the spectrum 20,000 steps a day to consistently feel normal. Other ways a whole food plant-based diet can help, powerful therapeutic chemicals called short-chain fatty acids, SCFAs. And these are also produced when bacteria digest plant fiber. And these can have many different powerful effects. One of them is they lack, act as local anesthesia, so to speak, to cause the gut to feel less pain. They also are the primary fuel for the colon cells, so they help form links to keep the immune system from having unhealthy proteins or items, carcinogens, etc., to cross into the body. They work for satiety in a number of ways. One of them is to cause the stomach to empty slower, and that makes you feel more full. This is similar to how a couple of the medications that we use for treating type 2 diabetes called GLP-1 agonists, and I won't go into too much detail, but those who are medical providers understand that's a very common group of medications now that are used to help treat diabetes. The short-chain fatty acids also work on the brain so that you do not have the same level of interest in calorie-dense foods. And I talk about an interesting study using functional MRIs in the book, but for the sake of time, I won't go into that today. In also, the gut-brain axis plays a role. There is constant communication between the brain and our intestine and our intestine and our brain going back and forth. So we know that when we experience stress, sometimes people may have diarrhea or constipation or stomach pain. Also, when we eat something unhealthy, it can communicate to our brain, you know, having anxiety, not feel well, pain, etc. And another way a whole food plant-based diet can help is weight loss. Studies have shown that consistent use of a plant-based diet helps with weight loss in a number of ways. Won't go into the details and the specific studies for the sake of time today. When we look at treatment of fibromyalgia, there's kind of two broad categories. One, I'll lump as broadly lifestyle tools, and another is medications and identification of comorbid conditions and medications that can help treat those. Under the lifestyle tools, one of the center ones we've learned about today are a whole foods plant-based diet. 
another is activity. Yeah, some would call exercise, but just being active. You don't have to go to a gym and lift weights and be on a treadmill. Stress management. Social connections can be powerful. Just how stress management can be very helpful. Increased stress can cause more problems. Social connections can be protective, but they also can be problematic if there's the social connections you have are causing you stress or making bad choices for your health lifestyle. General meaning and purpose to life are very important when you look at coping strategies and also looking at restorative sleep. The take-home message today is that the diet choices you make have a more powerful impact on your fibromyalgia and fibromyalgia-related symptoms than you might have otherwise thought. Next week, we're going to dig into what are the obstacles and barriers that you need to overcome to actually implement this. It may be obvious that quitting smoking for somebody who has emphysema or asthma is going to help their health and their breathing, but it's not so simple. So join me next week as we continue in the final part of this three-part series, giving a overview of some of the studies showing the impact that I've seen not only in the studies, but also in patients. And also, if you enjoy the podcast, you can show your support by hitting the like or share button, and please leave a review. For those who are interested in learning how to eat a healthy whole food plant-based diet but would like to work with a coach, a dietitian, you can click on the link before for Bring Joy to Your Kitchen so you can get some one-on-one learning and coaching that you'd find very valuable. 